Uh, someone asked me where all the spooky season episodes are for the podcast. Oh, was it right? <laughs> no, so, no, someone asked me. Oh, where are all the spooky season movies for the podcast? They're here. <gasps> spooky bum, season. Bum, bum. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> They're uh, here. As you guys know, I don't know how to start the podcast yet. So it's either going to be the best, smoothest delivery of a joke ever on the podcast, or something along the lines of, welcome to Late to the Movies. My name's Ben Holden. This podcast where my friends and I get to fill in our movie blind spots every week. We'll pick a movie that either I or a guest hadn't seen before and really should have by now. This week, that movie is 1982's Poltergeist. And the guest's Left to right across your podcast aisle, we got Ray, Hi. Greg, hey, and Robbie. Yo. Um, and yeah, this is an exciting time because it's the beginning of Spook 'em Up Month. We got all the best Spook 'em Ups coming your way. We got four of them on the docket. This is only one that's from the summer of 1982. There's going to be another one next week. You can probably guess what it is. This is the third episode on a movie from the summer of 1982 that we've done in our one year of the podcast. Halloween, the other one? No one's going to say happy birthday. This episode is going to come out on the one-year anniversary, minus a day, of the podcast starting, which was October 4th, 2021. This is October 3rd, 2022. Happy pod day. That's correct. <laughs> Thank you, Robbie. <laughs> but before we get into all the pod day festivities and into Spook'em Up Month, we are going to talk a little bit about... You guys watched anything good recently? I did not vote on Spook 'em Up Month. I just want to throw that out there. Uh, that's what we call these kinds of movies, right? Spook 'em Ups. Spook 'em Ups. You know, um, you always ask what we've watched, and I'm somehow never prepared. I'm prepared. Not really. Oh, we, I know what we've watched. Yeah, the Great British Bake Off started a new season. Hell yeah, spooky! It's, it's fucking spooky. Ooh. Um, ten contestants, but only seven pairs of teeth, or whatever. I don't know. British people have bad teeth. <laughs> yes. They have bad food, too. Yeah. Ooh, um, did they make something brown? <laughs> they made just a, everything. They made a cookie called the squashed fly cookie oh or God. something. Biscuit. Yeah, well, biscuit. That's cookies. right. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a biscuit. It's gross. Like, oh, yeah. this sounds great. call everything biscuits or what chips. What else have we eat? What, no, like, yes. It's called that because it looks like a bunch of squashed flies. I was like, oh, good. <laughs> Appetizing. And then, <laughs> and, then, and then people went online and they got all mad that they like changed the recipe because they added chocolate. And I'm like, okay. Uh, well, you know, British <laughs> people <laughs> always want to honor their roots. That Seems has like flavor. <laughs> and then uh, I Protein, think the, too. the only other thing we've watched is we watched um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Nice. Yeah. The kiddo wanted to watch that one and we've watched it. This is probably a good time to talk about it. We're not doing that movie this month, but the guy who actually directed it has a new movie coming out soon um, that's produced by Jordan Peele. So it's going to get like a pretty, you know, big release, I think. Um, I want to say Henry Selleck or something like that. I don't have it in front of me. It's something like that. Yeah. um, And... I saw something online of someone, much like people being like, oh, it's Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. I saw someone's online like, wow, Jordan Peele's got a new movie coming out. It's like, this guy can't catch a break. (laughs) Poor guy. (laughs) He's directing so many movies and no one will ever know. But a question for the group, is that a Halloween or a Christmas movie? I think it's a Halloween movie. Almost definitely a Halloween movie, just because it has Christmas. I've never seen it, but uh, I've seen the stick figures. That's I not how it, I imagine Christmas. I really think it can be either. Okay. I'll have to watch Do it. Do you know anything I, about it, Robbie? Not really. So it's about, there's like these different towns where the main like players of holidays live 
they don't necessarily know about the other towns. So our town is Halloween Town. Yeah. Okay. And he accidentally stumbles upon Christmas Town, and he's like, "Wow, this is dope." Yeah. He's like, and "He's like, I'm gonna this? throw a Christmas," <laughs> and the whole movie is him like taking over a Santa Claus, basically. Yeah. He's so having like all of Halloween Town like try to put Christmas together, so it's all spooky Christmas stuff. Yeah. Okay, that sounds like it can definitely just be both. <laughs> I yeah. always it say it kind of is both, yeah. both. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can do either. I think if you do it now, it's fine. But if you do it like for Christmas, then it's like, well, Halloween already happened, so I'm not feeling yeah. connected to that part of the film. I think it just gets like way overshadowed with like all the other Christmas stuff. So like once you throw it in there, it's just like meh. I feel like the aesthetic too doesn't fit, like just yeah. with like how the characters look. But that's fine. Yeah, they're not Christmassy characters <laughs> for sure. Uh, I've been watching Westworld. I rewatched the first two seasons and I'm on uh, season four now. Okay. It's been, uh, it's, I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it. I want to say an episode recently that I think it was Colin who was on, um, Vaz was there too. I forget what episode it was, but anyway, he said that it gets better it again. Get better. Like the, the quality goes up by the most recent season, which was four was the most recent one Four, And I'd say season three was really good too, yeah. because it's about uh big data. And okay. I think that's a really cool. And then Aaron Paul's in it. I fucking love Aaron Paul. Yeah. I've seen like a couple stills from it. I'm like, wait, is that Aaron Paul? Yeah. I didn't know like, he was in that. As soon as it came up, I was like, how did I not know Aaron Paul was in this? Like yeah. I, I would have watched it way earlier, but the quality ticks back up. Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. That's, that's good. It, it, once you rewatch it too, I feel like season two wasn't as bad as I remember. It's just noticeably worse than season one. And we waited so long for it. I feel like it let us down. Nice. But well, not nice that it let you down, but nice that it's like coming, you know, back, yeah, yeah. Back up. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I keep almost, I hovering over that on HBO max, like, Ooh, do I, do I pick it back up again? I think I would have to start from the beginning because I haven't watched season two since it was like on air and that's where I stopped. So. You, you should definitely start from the, it's where the season one is really worth a rewatch because you know, the big twists and you sure. can actually see the pieces and it's, it's very entertaining. Yeah, that's true. Um, anything else you guys want to mention? I don't think so. We okay. watched Mean Girls again because it popped up on Netflix. <laughs> Love I th- that movie. I think oh, that's this is the end again. Oh, that oh, also yeah. popped up on Netflix. Also a great movie. I think Mean Girls is back in theaters. I don't know. I, I saw like I saw an that ad for that. I was like, all right. That's yeah. Our, uh, we on are... October 3rd? Is that what it is? <laughs> oh, <laughs> probably. Probably. <laughs> that would make a lot of sense, actually. Mm. For uh, As we're recording this, the episode's not out yet, but when this episode comes out, it'll be the episode after the Mean Girls episode, so I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we also watched It Chapter 1 and 2 again. Nice. Getting into spooky stuff. I liked Chapter 1 more, probably. I liked- but I wonder if you just watch them all together, it's sort of just like one thing probably I liked chapter two but I think it's just because it's all like fan service of the book yeah yeah Yeah. did you um do an episode on that already Mm -mm. should I save that oh you haven't watched it yet um up to you I haven't watched any of them I'm not I'm not huge on like the CGI based horror movies of of recent times that's fair I was gonna ask that about poltergeist how did they do you know how they did the ghosts um, I assume it's a lot like how they did the ghost. Oh no, wait, we can't talk about it yet. Remind, ask that question again once we're in it. I know what the okay. answer is. Oh. I was going to say, I assume it's the same way they did ghost at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, but I'm not sure. Okay. I don't know how that is either. So I'll, I'll ask again. It's, it's fucking weird. <laughs> uh, and if Greg actually knows, then that's great. I don't really know. Fuck. I thought I knew what you were going to say. 
And oh. I didn't know that either. They're real ghosts? Is that what you They're saying? real ghosts. <laughs> They're real ghosts. I will say, as soon as I saw those ghosts, I will immediately, as soon as someone went, I wonder what year they remade this in. Because <laughs> I was like, someone definitely saw this like, we can make this so much better now. <laughs> Let's just remake yeah. it, put it out again. My thought was like, they did a, a decent job for the tech they had at the time because I couldn't figure out like how I would have done that. You know what I mean? Yeah, Maybe like real sheets ghosts. and lights. This is all good content, but I'm going to have to cut it because we haven't switched to the movie yet. Um, what what have I watched recently? <laughs> um, so here's what I've been watching. <laughs> Uh, so recently I've been watching a lot of horror movies to get ready for this, and I'll just say uh, Pearl's in theaters as we're recording this. I liked Pearl. thought that was good. I think Barbarian's still in theaters. It was number one in theaters uh, like uh, uh, when it came out, which is pretty crazy. And I want to see that one, but I'm kind of a bitch, so I'm a little scared. It's, it is, you know, it's grosser, more than scary-ish for me, but it's not the kind of horror that gets at me, so maybe it would be for you. I think uh, your, your mileage may vary there. Um, I leaving the theater, the, the mood was jovial more than anything. Hmm. Okay. Um, and so those, those have all been good stuff. Uh, but what I want to talk more about is, uh, the streaming service shutter, which a lot of people say, many people are saying is one of the better streaming services. I agree. It has like three live channels that are just like live streaming, which is cool. You can just like throw it on and be like, what's this? That's weird. And watch it for like five minutes. Uh, it helps with if you're like very indecisive. Um, <laughs> but anyway, every episode this week, uh, month, oh my God, every episode this month, I'll pick a different movie from Shudder that I've watched and, uh, you know, recommend it. And this week, that movie is Saloom. Um, if you're way too online, you may have seen people talking about it on Twitter a lot recently. I think it just was on, it just got to shutter for streaming. It's called Saloom. It's a Senegalese movie and it is awesome. It's really cool. It has, it's as influenced by like stuff that I wouldn't necessarily understand not being Senegalese and understanding all the cultural references it's as referenced, I'm sure, by things that I'm not aware of as it is by like Tarantino and Michael Bay <laughs> and Michael Mann. And um, like there's literally a briefcase full of golds, like, you know, in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> um, and I know that's just a gold light. We don't know if there's gold in it, whatever. But in this movie, it's just a genre mashup that I don't want to give too much away about, but it's really cool. It's stylish and interesting and I feel like a lot of movies from, you know, markets or whatever that that break through even just online here are usually kind of like indie drama type style things. So to see something that's like this big genre mashup of some thriller, some horror, but also action movie, um, it's it was really cool. I saved the best for last. It's about 83 minutes long, <laughs> including Ooh. credits. So uh, that is my shutter spotlight for this episode. Okay. I hope you have some content left to talk about uh, Poltergeist because now we can actually switch to that movie. That, that, was, that was actually all, that was all I had. Yeah. No, that's too bad. All right. Um, <laughs> the time, the, the segment where we're going to talk about Poltergeist, they're, they're here. Uh, perfect transition. <laughs> Nailed it. Flawless. Don't, don't like it. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, is it, is, have, was this a first time for all of us? Yeah. 
I had never seen it. The jury's still out, but I think so. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you thought you had. I but, thought I had seen it. But maybe you've just seen the I remake. I might have seen the remake. I'm say 2015 remake. Yeah. Hmm. And I hadn't seen this before. Um, so I think this this might be a first on the podcast of a blind watch by all of us. Not only had I not seen this, I knew nothing about it, but I didn't know it was a movie where a girl... I, I thought it was like, oh, there's a little kid who gets sucked into a television, <laughs> which is not like totally wrong. Mm, there's television and they're sucking into a thing, but not necessarily into a television. Mm. No, no. Uh, so any of us are eligible to do a one minute plot summary. Anyone feeling frisky? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. I forgot this was a thing, so I'm not prepared, but I'm ready. Okay, go for it whenever you're ready. Okay, so we start with a, a nice, wholesome American family in like the 80s. They're living in their awesome house in this development where every house is exactly the same. It's all brand new. Um, it, we start with the daughter sleepwalking and talking to the television. This kind of continues. Some spooky stuff starts happening. Uh, we find out that there's apparently ghosts in the house. They abduct the daughter. The rest of the movie is the family trying to get her back from wherever she is. Um, the supernatural events in the house get worse and worse and worse. They don't understand why. And eventually the dad who works for the development finds out that his home and the whole development was built on a graveyard that they just moved. Uh, eventually they're able to get some spiritual people to come in. They go into the ghost world real quick and pull the daughter out. Everybody's happy. They think everything's solved. Everything just restarts up to 11 with all the supernatural stuff. They're, they have to escape the house and they end up learning that the cemetery wasn't moved. Only the headstones were. And that was their, their big reveal as the skeletons and stuff start popping up and the family flees and, uh, they are, uh, all okay in the end. Yeah. I mean, lots of therapy to come, I'm sure, but they're all uh, live at the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wasn't looking at the clock. I assume you did it in under a minute. So good job. Yeah. It was, it was exactly 60 seconds. Why this dog named Ebus? Is he what E-Buzz? the hell was that based, name? Based on the the subtitles will say Ebuzz. Yeah. Which, to be fair, there are times that the captions actually were inaccurate to what was said. Mm. Um, but it they was like capital E period capital B buzz. Yes, so that, that threw me off a lot. Said. But I there was, was enough going mean? on where I, I was. Oh, I thought you were gonna have an answer. No, I, I thought they were maybe that. going for like a Buzz Aldrin thing, but I couldn't figure out what the yeah. E would be. Right, yeah, Electric Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> <laughs> we had, what'd you name your dog? We named him Electric Buzz Aldrin. Okay, that's actually a really good name, though. It's <laughs> it's from a, an SNL skit. Oh, of course it is. I just Googled it really quick. Wow, we're aging ourselves, but not in a bad way. We're too young to have gotten the reference. Yeah, that's a really uh, weird thing to name your pet Act off out the of. skit for us real quick. Um, Dan... Ackroyd played an art critic named E. Buzz Miller. And that's that's it. That's all I got for you. All right. Well, uh, I guess a reference to Ackroyd is uh, appropriate, I guess. Oh, so right off the bat, I was wondering, um, does it Ghostbusters seem- isn't out for another two years after this, so I guess it's just a random Dan <laughs> Ackroyd reference. <laughs> um, did uh, Does Spielberg normally not direct movies he writes? Because I thought he's normally the director, too. I thought that was a little weird. Uh, that's that's a that's an entry point we can get into. I always like to think about stuff. I'll, I'll try and write down a short list if it's a movie I haven't seen before. What do I already know about this, or what do I think I know about this? And one of those things is definitely this discourse restarts every f- few years for some reason. Um, it's been an ongoing, I guess, controversial topic 
Uh, did Toby Hooper actually direct this movie or was it like ghost pun not intended directed by Spielberg who produces it and writes it. But because of his contracts with, I think universal for ET, he can't direct more than one movie at a time. Mm. Um, so this comes out, I think two weeks after ET does the same summer again, 1982. That's one of the other 1982 summer of movies that we've done. Do you guys know the other one? Yeah. Is it the thing? No, we haven't Ugh. we haven't done that on this podcast. Oh, I thought you were going to though. Yeah, we're going to. Next okay. next I've week. Been. Spoilers. Uh Blade Runner. <laughs> oh. uh, Blade Runner and the Thing came out on the same day in the summer of 1982. Uh ET and Poltergeist come out, I think, two weeks apart. But so Spielberg isn't allowed to direct this, but he's on set almost every day. He's a producer, and there's been controversial authorship stuff since then. Um, there's been there was a lot of contemporaneous quotes around then that either correctly stated or overinflated Spielberg's creative influence on the direction of the movie. Um, the Paramount movie, whatever it is, they had to pay Toby Hooper a settlement for how much people thought that he didn't direct the movie oh. um, because the on behalf of Toby Hooper, the Directors Guild uh, Association of America or whatever sued the film distributor for overstate because they make Steven Spielberg's title come above the directors, which is not usually done Mm. anyway. So all that being said, both Toby Hooper and Steven Spielberg have maintained for a while now that Toby Hooper directed this movie, but Spielberg had a lot of creative control. It was originally his pitch. He wanted it to be more sci-fi ish. Uh, I think it was called night skies. He takes it to Toby Hooper and Toby Hooper says, I'll work with you, but that I don't want to do that. <laughs> what if it's like a haunted house movie? Mm. Um, so yeah, a lot of creative input from Spielberg as more so than most normal, normal producers would have and more on set direct creative influence than most producers would have. And he also wrote the movie. So it is unusual for Spielberg to only be a writer. Not to doubt Spielberg, but I do not see this working as a sci-fi. I mean, I guess who knows what it would have come out as. I think they they changed a lot of stuff. That was just like the original pitch that they brought Toby Hooper in on. The tree does go back to space in the end. (laughs) 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 I guess like the house could have been like a spaceship that landed there that they thought was a house. Yeah. (laughs) You could argue the house also goes to space. I I can see it because it's like kind of like interdimensional almost you know all right yeah they could yeah it could have been a spaceship and they could have like explored this alien terrain and maybe like a baby version of the alien jumps up on someone's face (laughs) and then like a adolescent version jumps out of their chest later yep and then they lure it around with Reese's pieces or whatever (laughs) he presented (laughs) he presented two ETs one was wholesome and one was horror and he just thought he could get away with it well um it it was just ET again but like a horror version yeah as as you who just a few months ago rewatched ET would know uh, there's a lot of I guess the a lot of visuals not necessarily overlapping but this neighborhood could be the same neighborhood that Elliot and his family lives in. Yeah. That the Freelings live in in this movie. Uh, it looks very much the same, just like a generic California development kind of thing. Yeah. With uh, lots of construction around it, which is true in ET also. I would say like up close. I think when they they tried to like focus on those like suburban shots and when you yeah. got like that picture of like the whole area, it was a lot more cramped than ET. But like yeah. when it zoomed in, absolutely. It just felt like. Yeah. But when there's like... 
I think early on there's a shot of um, Dirk Blocker, uh, Hitchcock from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the guy, the chubby guy on the bike with the alcohol. Wow. Um, okay. <laughs> just, yeah, that, that's, that's just for you because I know you like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, no, it's just <laughs> funny to see him young. Yeah, yeah. He's he's like riding his bike out of a cul-de-sac and I'm like, oh, this is... People ride a lot of bikes down cul-de-sacs in E.T. too. So Why were they so mean to him, and why did he not care? (laughs) He needed to get in to see the end of the game. He didn't have time to deal with that. He didn't have time to deal with those. Obviously, those kids like 100 feet away trying to (laughs) murder him. I'm still upset about him running through the house with a beer just shooting everywhere. everywhere. (laughs) If that was my house, I'd be so Yeah, and then it turns out it's not even his house. He's a guest there. Yes, and the owner doesn't seem to mind. I really enjoyed like the whole like opening like 20 minutes because it just felt like I'm not from the 80s, but it just felt so nostalgic. I'm like, wow, yes. like things were so different back then. Thank <laughs> God they fixed our goddamn remotes. That would, <laughs> I would lose my mind. He yeah. runs in with those beers and I was like that. The man who owns the house who's getting these beers is like, oh, a mess for my wife to clean. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was I like, don't yeah, this. The, be- the beers are still spraying everywhere, everywhere. when he sits down on the couch in <laughs> yeah. the living room after running like, through they, the house with them. They can't pause the TV? Like, no, no, they can't. They no. can't do that. No. So, why is he so late? It seems to be towards the end of the game. I think I he, he ran out to get oh, like a yeah. mid run. And that's why he was, was on the bike, it. too. Yeah. 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 As I was saying it, it, it makes sense. Right. Yeah. He's not driving. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> really responsible. The opener for this. Because mm. even before that happens, it's that night. Yeah. Because it starts with the TV. Oh. Even before you see her, though, I think they show you the staircase. And I noticed the staircase right away because I was like, they don't make stairs like this. <laughs> They just sort of curve out into the middle of a room. Yeah, yes. yeah. I was very intrigued by all the houses because everything was new, but everything looked so old. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're like, "Well, we made everyone like this." It's like, Do you want to take a second look at that staircase? <laughs> you built a hundred houses with that staircase. <laughs> did you just have a bunch of old paneling lying around? Because the paneling already looks old. I don't know how you yeah, did that. <laughs> you tiled all your countertops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, so the the opening before you even get credits, before you even get like a Steven Spielberg production, is the TV national anthem, patriotic things, the real close up on Iwo Jima Memorial, yeah. <laughs> and the girl talking to the TV, and that comes before anything you see anything else. The like TV flickering, they show it a couple times, really off putting. It's just oh, yeah, God. yeah, watch it in a dark room, get a real strobe light effect going, and yes, uh, one of the um, a, a word we've never used on this podcast before. One of the most iconic images mm-hmm. in film history, never even mind genre, never even mind horror movies, is the TV and Poltergeist. Mm. Just yes, uh, I feel like I know the image of her, her putting her hands on the TV for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. that poster, uh, the DVD covers that, and you know. I think that's like all I really knew about this movie was that yeah. image. Yeah, so um, I guess to cycle back, what else did I know about this movie? Um, my sister and I misheard her. So it was a really confusing time for me. She said, there's a tiny woman who is very off putting and then she gets, <laughs> and I thought she said, and then she gets sucked into a TV. So the whole time that lady's there, I'm like, man, <laughs> don't go near that TV lady. <laughs> I was like, then the movie, then like that part of the movie's over. I was like, maybe she comes back later. <laughs> I told my sister that she's like, yeah, I definitely didn't say that. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you said that. I have it written down in these notes. I mean, technically, a tiny late. Oh no, because the girl's not in the TV. Never mind. Yeah, she said <laughs> nobody no. is sucked in a TV. I found the the small lady upsetting. 
because her voice is too is like uh, sort of off putting. Mm. And then also, I thought the TV was upsetting. And the then TV. also, a girl gets sucked into a closet, and that was upsetting. It's like I pushed all three of those things together into one sentence in my mind. But anyway, um, that should be a thing. Like whenever somebody goes to watch like a movie that they should have seen, you should lie to them. You lie to them, and then they expect something the whole time. <laughs> this lady comes back. Oh man, you're not gonna. Oh, you should go watch Poltergeist. It only ends once. <laughs> Then they'll be really surprised when it gets it. I, I really wonder how that false ending played back in the day, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Mm. We did a good job setting up here's what happens at the beginning, and then I was like, and here's some other random crap that isn't associated at all. One other thing in the beginning that me and Ray thought was really funny, um, the same thing happened that happens every time in a movie like this. The dog shows up, and he's like wandering around, and me and Ray are like, oh, what a good boy. And then it just proceeds to show us him wandering around the house, stealing all the food he can find. And we're like, oh, Never mind. E Buzz. E Buzz is not a good boy. He is a good boy. I was I was a super fan. I like I love those scenes. I thought that was fantastic. Him yeah. like finding the, the bag of chips in the kids' bed like killed me. <laughs> well, and then later, like when they're talking about weird things that happened, the kids are like, I found a bunch of crumbs in my bed. And I, oh, that wasn't that wasn't the ghost. That, yeah. that was E Buzz. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's just smart. Smarter than a movie that's just about like a very haunted house would necessarily need to be stuff like that. So, some of the scenes in this movie were genuinely hilarious. Yes. And I'm oh, not yeah. sure if they, like, they definitely were going for that, I'm sure. Like, they, they were definitely yes. laughing a lot. Yeah, that were yeah, it's very, very funny. funny. Yes. Um, the builds, the first 25, 30-ish minutes, I guess really 30 plus minutes until the tree bursts through the window. Mm. Uh, very good builds, very methodical and gradual. And um, a lot of great stuff in there. The girl already being bored with the chairs and people sliding across the kitchen. <laughs> like, yeah, it was fun for a couple hours, but, you know, you've seen one miracle. You'd like, you've seen them all. I <laughs> like, loved that. Because I was just like, this. the dad's like, no one can ever go in the kitchen ever again. And the mom's like, it's whatever. It's been happening all day. It seems fine. <laughs> That was really funny. The whole way that she handled that. Like, I feel like I haven't seen that before in a horror movie where people are just like, oh, this is neat. Like, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I feel like, honestly, that's more like what someone would do. They'd be like, I got to figure out what, I got to well, try this. You, you wouldn't assume it was ghosts. You do, like, she was basically doing, like, a study. Like, she had, like, all the lines, like, trying to figure it out. You'd probably be like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, yeah. But this is, with, with some added context, this is after... The, they've woken up in the middle of the night to their daughter saying they're here. Oh, okay. Right. And she goes, ooh, and then the next morning she's like, who was here? And she says, the TV people. And then that stuff starts happening. She goes, was that the TV people? And she says, yes. And she's like, hell yeah, let's get after it. Yes, because the, the chairs all got stacked in that like yep. unbelievable pyramid yeah. on top of the table already. So she knows it's ghosts. And the fact that she puts the kid on well, the spot and puts a helmet people. on her. Yes. <laughs> Very fun. And the girl's just like, ah. Oh. You can tell they've been doing this for hours. Yeah, because she says, she's like, I'm hungry. We'll, we'll get pizza later or something like that. She's like, fine, but I want pepperoni. Yeah. <laughs> she hasn't fed them, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's what you, I thought it was really fun when the dad came home. She was like, mom hasn't made dinner yet. I'm like, oh, get him. I also was like making comments because when the football scene is going on is when Tweety dies. And I was like, dad, the dad is not helping at all. First of all, one of the kids is just wandering. He's like, 80 feet up in a tree for some goddamn reason. <laughs> Way too high. And the other one's having this bird tragedy, and the dad is fucking watching that football game. <laughs> Fighting with 
Ben next door. Bens are always like that. Yeah. <laughs> there was just so many things that happened in the beginning of this movie where I was like, this doesn't happen today. This is great. No. <laughs> yeah, it very much situates you in a specific time and place. Yes. Um, yeah, I like the build a lot. It feels uh, a word that we might use a lot. No offense to Toby Hooper, but it feels very Spielbergy. I feel like it has the same kind of pacing as the first you know, 30-ish minutes of Jaws hmm. where they're just, you're yeah. just kind of finding out a little bit at a time and stuff is starting small. I mean, Jaws starts with uh, shark murder and there's a couple shark murders before they get on the orca. But I just mean in terms of like, you're getting all this interpersonal stuff. Yeah. As far as building stuff, what do you guys think about all the stuff happening in that room? Because they show you like Too the many, closet. So many creepy things. They show you the clown. They show you the tree. But that clown's going to fucking try and choke a guy out later. That, I was waiting for that fucking clown, that whole goddamn movie. I just, again, yeah. I am asking, who enjoyed these goddamn clowns? <laughs> so, I don't understand. I don't know if you guys noticed, because I think it only happens once and it's pretty quick. During the scene where the kid gets pulled through the window by the tree... They cut to the daughter, the girl in the bed screaming. She's sleeping with the clown. He, the clown is in her bed with her. Oh my god! And I'm like, I, I th- that is scarier than the tree. I thought that that I, I at first I was like, oh, and is she also being attacked by the clown while he's being attacked <laughs> by the tree? I was like, oh no, that she was just chilling well, she with the clown. Comfort. It looked like the clown had its arm around her at first to oh, me. Man. That's a girl that grows up to be a, a serial killer. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like. Uh, there's a few different moments early on and not really with the 16 year old daughter, but with um, Robbie, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, Who's supposed to be what, eight or nine. I I know they say, I think he's eight and and Carol Ann's five and they both say things that, you know, there's like kid logic that just like makes sense to them. And they say Mm -hmm. things that like, well, that's really creepy. And if you were an adult, you wouldn't even think that. Like, I think when Robbie is talking about the tree and he's like, it knows I live here. <laughs> and it's like, what a creepy way to think about a tree. And an adult would never think that. But that's yes. absolutely, I feel like, a kind of thing a kid would be like, it knows yes. where I live. Well, yeah, yes. And I guess, it, I guess you, yeah, I could see why you would think that. <laughs> it is outside your window. <laughs> yeah. And I like that the dad is like, no, it's like, it's a good tree. It's, it's like we built the house here because the tree is so old and wise. And like, there's never any redeeming qualities for that tree you're looking at like this tree's terrifying always before it starts it just always had a random face sticking out of the side it's got a random face it's also like wicked dead and it's a huge like you're gonna leave this a huge ass tree right next to your brand new house feed from your house (laughs) we specifically built our house next to this dead tree every time there was like a flash too and they give you like the shadow of the tree it definitely did not match the tree that was outside it was like a very stereotypical like Halloween cutout of a tree <laughs> is what showed up on his wall. Like the creepiest possible looking shape for a tree ever is what showed up on his wall every time lightning flashed. Yeah, man. Ugh. You mentioned that they so said cool. they were saying what all their ages were. I got very upset because they said they were 31, the parents. And I was like, oh, no. Uh, that's, I was like, oh, no, we're as old as the old people in horror movies. Yeah, but people in their 30s in the 1980s do not look like people in their 30s. They look so old. I was like, oh, God, do I look this old? A lot, a lot but of it is like clothing and styling and, hmm. you know, makeup and hair. And, and having stuff. a 16-year-old child. <laughs> yes. Also oh, having a 16-year-old oh, child. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, they mentioned that. It's not they're, great. They're 31 or 32, and they're, they said their oldest daughter is 16. Yeah. 
Well, it was a different time. It was a different uh, time. It's Reagan's America. Mm -hmm. And that's why you would look that old. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Absolutely. It's the dead inside. Yeah. (laughs) I did also love seeing a five-year-old named Carol Ann because like every Carol Ann is like 50 at least. I was laughing about that. There's there's no baby Carol Ann's anymore. No. Yeah, well. Uh, she was five, 40 years. She's 45 now. Yeah. So. <laughs> it, it's my mom's name, too. So it was especially oh, that's funny. Like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. And my name's Robbie. So this movie is. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is actually my biography. Yeah. And your dog is Ebus. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's Sydney backwards. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> Spell Sydney so weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's his choice, though. A lot of silent letters in there. <laughs> it's oh. like uh, Elon Musk and Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we've talked about the parents a couple times. The dad is played by Craig T. Nelson, and uh, he, he gives you know a really good dad performance, especially in the early goings. Oh, I uh, like that. The parents are just really good parents. Like, yeah, they're just the they're just part. they're just getting a little high, but you know, yeah. it's yeah, it's no, it. they're they're fine, I guess. Yeah, a it's parent, a loving parents. A it's par- a lot of eighties of like don't watch your children, and they just like run off and do. Yes, but that's. Doesn't mean you don't like your children. As far yeah. as the eighties go, though, I mean, especially somebody on a movie saying "I don't hit my kids," I think was like That's shocking. Was like, to hear. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. everyone must have been outraged. I'm and they're sure like, there "Who's protests. the stern one?" They're like, "Neither of us." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't Damn yell at hippies. our kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were children ourselves when we had them, so we know what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that moment's great, but we're not there yet. Um. <laughs> So this tree comes through the window and starts trying to eat Robbie. Um, There's it's also what happens in the movie. <laughs> Coincidence. Robbie, get away from the sliders. <laughs> they have a intense fucking score when that uh, tree breaks through that window. I don't know if you. I just, I just love. We're we're talking about this gradual sort of methodical build, and I just love that it's like, all right. It's fucking go time. This yeah, tree is was... bursting through the window with tree hands and it's stuffing the kid in its mouth. That was pretty it's crazy. I did not expect it to start eating him. That's <laughs> just fucking crazy. I didn't either... And then he's just like covered in blood slash sap for like the rest of that night pretty much. I think that caught me by surprise too because I was so sure this movie was about her just getting sucked into the TV. So I was just like, she's going to sleepwalk again. She's going to go to the TV. She's going to disappear. That's what I thought. And then I was going to be like, well, now they got to find her. I didn't expect like this tree to abduct the kid and then while they're doing this her to get sucked yeah. into a closet really just as a violently sucked into the closet yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The, the tree was just like the dis- the, dis- the distraction yeah <laughs> the ghost paid that tree you uh, we need you to <laughs> cause a scene yeah. here the uh the, i mean the imagery in this part is fucking awesome when when carol ann is like getting sucked in and she's like holding on to the headboard and it's like ripping apart and stuff I don't know. That's just a cool thing to do to a little girl. Yes. All the scenes of them being like sucked into something were like really cool. Anytime they had them like in the air, um, later on the mom's like on the wall and ceiling and stuff and all that stuff looks really nice. It's really good. Yeah. I just remember thinking that that scene like, why is nobody checking on the youngest child? Like I get one's being eaten by the tree, but like. It's it's because you're watching one of your kids are being eaten by a tree. You're like, this is probably... The most pressing matter right now. Yeah. My kids it's being gotta eaten. be right. <laughs> She's not getting sucked into a closet right now. What are the odds that one of my kids being sucked into the closet while an others being eaten by the tree? I it's did, gotta be a million to one. Yeah. I did feel bad that like they were like running around looking for her and poor Robbie's just sitting there like covered in blood and like just standing there and they're like running around trying to find the kid. I was like, ooh, this poor kid is pretty traumatized right now. And they keep going, uh, Somebody uh, should help him. As far as more like 
setup goes, they keep going back to the pool too. Yeah. She's in the pool. Like, yeah. That fucking pool. They just cannot. They you know something's fucking happening with this pool. Yeah. I yeah. thought one of them was gonna like one of the adults was gonna drown in the pool because mm. obviously they keep yeah. mentioning the pool and the mom Diane I want to say Joe Beth Williams is uh, almost almost several times falls into the pool mm. in a yes. short period of time because it just gets muddy you can't get up can't it's too slippery you cannot stand up um, yeah man that is one of the I guess bigger surprises for me in just the way the movie's paced and structured. Usually when it's like daytime, it's considered like a reprieve and just knowing what this movie's about is like, oh, is this just like one night? This is just like one crazy night. Uh, but no, there's like, it's multiple days mm-hmm. and then we have, it's daytime after that. And this is, I believe, when they go to the parapsychology department at like the local university and ask some people to come check it out. And like, oh, we haven't gone to the cops yet. We haven't told anyone about it. Yeah, go ahead. I cannot get over when they have those people show up <laughs> because I was not expecting when they like open the door of the room. So funny. <laughs> One of it's the so funny. funny. Like and how he acts like where he's like, you know, uh, like he doesn't have a lot of affection or affliction. Like he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, here's the door. And it's just yeah. nuts. Just yeah. immediately crazy. And you're talking about Craig T. Nelson, how he plays that moment where it's just, like, the uh, the guy I want to say Ryan is telling him, oh we want yeah we saw this phenomenon where this toy car moved seven feet over the course of eight hours. You can't, see, can't like, be seen by the naked eye. Yeah, it's like well okay, here's the door. <laughs> just like, open. Like, I'm not even gonna like I, no, yeah, you you deal with this. <laughs> see, uh, action figure Hulk riding by on a horse and yeah, yeah it's, it good, was so good, good stuff. Good stuff. Because I, even I was like I was like. As soon as they went to these parapsychologists, I was like, they can't. My thought was they're not going to be able to do anything, or the house is going to be normal when they come. So like that was just not where I was expecting. Yeah, that's just like nope. This is a constant, <laughs> this is a constant observable physical thing happening in this house. And then it's like the smash cut to uh, the dining room table where the woman's like, well, we we have to do some tests to determine if this is a, a legitimate haunting. And the, the carafe like goes across the table. She's like, I, I mean, as opposed to like a poltergeist <laughs> incursion. Um, like, obviously something's happening here. I'm not saying it's not. And she's kind of looking at it like, I don't want to insult the ghosts. Um, yeah. <laughs> that, that part's really funny. I think that's what we were talking about probably the most when we were referencing that part of some of this movie is very funny mm. yes yeah um now wait i have a question yeah was it not a poltergeist was it a haunting were they wrong oh you think oh, yeah uh because a haunting they said is confined to an area yeah and the and poltergeist, poltergeist are attached to people to people so they're wrong it's a haunting oh maybe it's well both. it seems to be Haunting based on the bodies coming out, right? You think? Well, I'm but, thinking it's but, combined to the area of the graveyard. Because, but poltergeist based on there is the beast trying specifically to get to Carol Ann. Yes, mm. I forgot about that. I think it's both. Okay. Yeah. Right? So the movie could have been poltergeist slash haunting. Yeah. yeah it's, and it's a poltergeist opening the door for a haunting because uh, Zelda Rubenstein, I forget the name of her character, Tangina or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, says that whatever this was was powerful enough to punch a hole into yes. this, you know, dimension or whatever, this plane. Um, so that is the poltergeist, I guess, 
But there's some haunting too. I guess the skeletons don't start popping up until later on, right? Yes. I feel like she she briefly implied it was Satan because she called him like calls the, it the beast, the, right? the beast, and I think she said like the dark like the dark prince or something like that at one point. Like, yeah. But um, yeah, I thought that was I thought that was interesting, and I did feel like there was like a couple of things going on where like there were some like non malevolent ghosts. There were some that were just like fucking around with things and then there was but I couldn't tell if that was just them warming up but it seemed like if they were going to push you across the room if they were angry they would have like just slammed you into the wall <laughs> mm. yeah yeah there's a lot going on I um also like when those parapsychologists show up and like um all, all that shit's going on I think the dad tells the mom to take the kids and go stay at that Holiday Inn or whatever and she's like no I'm not leaving Carol Ann or something. All I could think of was, I'm not leaving my youngest favorite child, even if it kills my other two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was one of my annoyances with the movie, is I felt like they made some of the worst decisions possible. Well, they, like, sent, they send the older one away, and then they send Robbie away, like, the next day. Yes. So yeah, they don't eventually. actually keep the kids. They keep them there for, like, that night. Yeah. That night, though, they um, the parapsychology team does certainly catch some evidence on their video cameras. Yes. <laughs> uh, cool. Okay. Cool scene. So first is the camera moving to point up the staircase and mm -hmm. like the ghosty lady comes down and they play it back and you're looking at what seems to be minors almost. I don't know. To me, they look like the, the figures had like hard hats on, but maybe they just had hats on or maybe it was just I, I had I cloth blown around in front of the camera <laughs> i think that would make sense with the um like the area of the country they right, were in yeah like coal miners in arizona or wherever i'm not sure exactly where they were but um and that's right around the time ryan goes into the kitchen to get food and not he, ryan ryan's a black guy oh yeah who is Marty, it i want to say i forgot maybe something Martin, like that i don't know he, yeah, he goes into their kitchen and just takes a steak out of their fridge and a drumstick, and he just tosses the the raw steak on their countertop. <laughs> oh, I'll leave that later. They'll never know. Oh, I'm I, leaving salmonella all over the place. It's <laughs> like fuck. It's terrible like e. house <laughs> He pulls a steak out of this person's fridge. He's like, I'm just gonna cook this up. <laughs> tosses it across. Throw it right on your up. countertop. Real yeah. quick. Yeah. I thought he was gonna die too when he was peeling his face off. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's another. Did you guys know about that scene? No. no. Oh, really? Yeah. No. That that is one of the most famous scenes from this movie. Uh, yeah, supposedly that's uh, the guy wasn't doing it right, so that's actually Spielberg's hands that are pulling at the face because he's like, "Don't no, do it like this," and he's like, I'll "Do it myself." See now, sure he was mad when he was doing now I have this great men mental image of Steven Spielberg like behind someone using like, yeah, "Let me show off. you how to do yeah. this." Now, so that's one of those things where it starts going, and you're like, "Oh no!" And then it just keeps going for a while. Yes. Oh. So what? So what's going through y'all's minds as that scene plays out? Um, it was gross. Honestly, I one kind of problem I think I had with this movie in general is I think I've just watched it too late. Um, because there's a lot of things in this movie that I see and I feel like I have a hard time being like, I haven't seen this a million times before. But I'm like, after watching, I'm like, well, did this movie do it first? I was like, probably. Because like that scene, I feel like is... 
there's similar scenes like that in a lot of movies now where someone's like ripping off some oh, of their yeah. skin or something like that. Um, but obviously now they, they can make them look night better. You know what I mean? There's a lot of, you know, the like clip shows where it'll be the hundred scariest moments in film history. And uh, th- th- that scene is pretty much always on that those lists. And it's always people talking about like, well, I hadn't seen anything like that before and it ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing really has happened in the movie that would suggest that it's about to get turned up to that. I guess the kid almost gets eaten by a tree, but to turned up to that. Like, yeah, I wasn't. You ain't like, never seen that before. I wasn't expecting that, but I've seen way worse things in plenty sure, of yeah. movies. Well, so yeah. like it didn't like, I was like, wow, this is gross and like unexpected. <laughs> yeah. Especially since this and E.T. had the same rating. They were both PG movies. Well, I was, gonna say, I was waiting for this scene to transition into this is this movie is rated PG for parental guidance suggested. Um, we let so our toddler you, watch it. You guys watched it with Ren, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. she can't sleep tonight for some reason. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she's having a terrible time going to sleep. Uh, the MPAA doesn't introduce PG-13 until 1984. Because of this. <laughs> and is there enough in this movie to make it a R? Probably not. Um, Definitely wouldn't be an R today. Maybe no. the time. But there's there's like a, a like a couple moments that are like, whoa, it would be crazy for a kid to see that. But for the most part, it's pretty tame. Mm. But that's yeah, one of those, that's one of those that, moments. Yeah. What else is there really? I guess the skeleton like coming out of the closet is kind of spooky. Um, And then like the, I guess the skeletons later on, but not, I don't know. It's funny because if they had just added in like five swears, they probably would have gotten the R rating. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, so this is a PG movie, but you, you're you saying you did watch it with your child, right? Of, of course, yeah. PG, you, with so. your Carol Ann. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I guess even if you if you just took out that face ripping scene, even the skeletons would be pretty like mild. Yeah. Everything else is very mild. Yeah. Uh, this movie gets nominated for, but I believe loses to E.T. for special effects at the Oscars. Hmm. Um, or for visual effects, whatever the name of the category is. Yeah. So, you know, parental guidance suggested. <laughs> Not required. <laughs> Not required. And that's, I mean, honestly, that's what you get for taking people's food out of the fridge. But this is <laughs> um, one of the many moments where you're like, man, I really... I know Steven Spielberg wrote this, but it's weird that there's so much controversy of people insisting that he must have been the one who directed it. Aided, of course, by most people involved with this movie say, no, it's definitely Toby Hooper, but there's like a couple Aaron quotes from people involved with the production. They're like, no, it was Spielberg. He was calling all the shots. And for some reason, everyone's like, ah, yes, those are 12 other people were lying with this one person. Um, but uh, like, this is, I mean, you know, from the gross food and the, the skin stuff it's toby hooper he made texas chainsaw massacre like oh okay this is uh, this is what he does this, yeah. this, is where, this is where his bread's buttered the steak was very gross that was very very unsettling yeah yes that was gross <laughs> yeah even the i mean th- that's another thing you've seen a million times before though someone's eating some kind of food and now all of a sudden it's full of maggots yep with the, mm-hmm. the drumstick but that was nasty still uh yeah reference uh, to some texas chainsaw massacre dinner scene stuff in pearl in theaters now. Hmm. But yeah, that guy should have died <laughs> because he of what he did with that steak. He doesn't come back after that night, no. right? That's right. No, like, he doesn't. Yeah, he won't be returning. Then she just puts it, Marty will not be returning. 
It's smart. And they they just don't make like a big deal out of it and no one ever really asks, but like we know why. Yes, we do. We know why. Fuck that clown though. For real. It's like, oh, you mean the guy that just threw my steak on the floor? Great. Good. <laughs> like, At yeah, this you- point in the movie too is when I turned to Ray and was like, the next scene is when they tell us it's an ancient um I was like, well, it's old. They're going to tell us it's an ancient Indian burial ground. <laughs> I was like, that's the next scene for sure. Uh, around here is where he goes and has a walk with his boss, right? I think that it's either the next scene or like a few after that. But I, at yeah. like this point in the night, I was like, that's what it has to be. It's going to be like a Native American yeah. burial ground they're on. Yeah, the, the boss. I, I was wrong, but that's what I was like yeah. positive. I was expecting that too. I was really pumped when he was like, well, it's not like an ancient Native American burial ground, so it should be fine. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a reveal in that scene too, not informationally, where he's talking about the, the literal reveal of the information that Craig T. Nelson didn't have, that their house is built over an old cemetery. Um, but the scene where he's saying, oh, just picture a bay window right here. And the camera like pulls back and you realize that they're standing on the edge of a massive cemetery. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and uh, it, they've been standing there for a while, but the camera hadn't let you know that yes. before. And mm-hmm. that's just that's just good filmmaking. I thought Another big good. laugh from me. He's like, yeah, you could have a huge house right here. And the camera changes. He's like, <laughs> it's a cemetery. <laughs> yes. I would like I was pumped because I was like I knew it I knew it but then he does that I thought it was funny too he's like it's not like an ancient ceremonial thing or ancient tribal I think he says and I'm like oh I what that was wrong we can just we can yeah. fuck with other dead people that's fine for sure um have we gone back to whatever you said before that I was like we should talk about that once we're oh, actually Oh how it? how did they do the ghosts No idea we've seen some ghostly objects at this point so it would be a good time to talk about it um as soon as I saw, I think the first ghost we see is like the hand. Yeah. Yeah, out of the TV. Out yeah. of the TV. And as soon as I saw that hand, I had mentioned earlier, I was like, I wonder what year they remade this. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it was as soon as I saw that, I was like, they definitely have remade this now. Because- Didn't they do something just like that in Ghostbusters? Yes. Sure. I don't know, because that's what I was thinking of. It was, the, it was like the same special effects. But. Mm. Um. I had assumed though, I felt like in like the 2010s, they had that point where they just remade like every horror movie. And I was like, they had to have remade it then. Yes. Oh yeah. No, I mean the, the wisps, I guess is cool. Is interesting too. I don't know how they would have done that. And then like the, like just the images of like them coming down the stairs and stuff. It was, I don't know. It it wasn't great, but it was pretty, pretty interesting for the time. Yeah. Yeah. The construction workers in this movie. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my god! And, the, and the, her mom's inside, like, oh, those, <laughs> those dogs, rascals! Like, uh, what the? Should send Ebus out there. Yeah, she knew that. Got over. I there. mean, I don't. It, it's not any better. Yeah, one, one of no. them's just named Bluto, and he's just <laughs> sticking his head in, just like just licking everything. Hygiene in the eighties. Licking man. their food, just like oh, Bluto. We learned a lot about food safety post Reagan. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and this guy's like kind of your boss. Like, he's definitely higher in the company than you, and you're just fucking with his house, like, right? And his daughter <laughs> hitting on the 16 year old. <laughs> Did not like that. No, yeah. and it wasn't like, like they were in a construction site, they were in her backyard. Yeah. <laughs> if it was in a construction site, I'd be like, obviously, this is fair game. 
hit on all the children you'd like. <laughs> if you don't want to be creepily catcalled, don't walk by construction workers ever. <laughs> Put it in your backyard, own backyard. And your mother's cool. just like, yeah, ah, those guys. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, why don't you snatch her up? She's single. <laughs> They're like 30. Oh, man. She's a year older than I was when I had my babies. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> and just, uh, yeah, I haven't been able to find that information. I want just a bunch of dead air. So I'll just say, oh, no pun intended on dead air. Well, I guess when we talk, it's dead air. <laughs> yeah, so I don't want all this bullshit. <laughs> I don't want you to just like stop me being like, hold on, everyone shut up for a second. Um, so let's just move on. But the special effects produced by Industrial Light and Magic, mm. George Lucas's company. Oh, Big so it's Magic. Company. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And Lights. One of, one of the better Sense. named companies ever, mm. uh, for sure. Yes. So what were you guys talking No, I'm kidding. Um, so uh, Zelda Rubenstein, again, her name's Tangina. Is that Tangina or something? I don't know. Yeah, let's go with that one. I'm going to look it up, and if it's just like, Jan, I'm going to have to cut all that weird <laughs> shit out. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, so she is an unsettling presence. Yes. Her character in this is giving them not enough information to be confident in, but with the parapsychologists urging, they're like, well, we have to trust this person. Yes. And she's clearly purposely not giving them all the information because she's trying to manipulate things a certain way. And um, the rules that she sets out keep changing. I, I'm not entirely convinced she had any of the information. <laughs> I think she had like a loose idea and she was like, let's be mysterious. Because yeah. if they question me, I cannot answer these questions. <laughs> I I kind of got the vibe of one of those people who are like really confident in what they're doing, even though they have no idea. <laughs> Millennials. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah. Um, she's, she's just an elder millennial. <laughs> Um, when you lie on your resume, we get the job anyway. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. you fake it till you make it. Now, fake it till you make it. So, uh, yeah, I love the moment when all the stuff's going down. She's like, "I gotta go in," and the mom's like, "I'll go in." She's like, "You don't know. You've never done this before." She's like, "You haven't either." She's like, you're right. Just, I mean, you're right. Okay, just, and well, I don't want I to don't actually. Have a so prepared response. So <laughs> she's like, "Hell yeah, I didn't want to go into the hellhole." <laughs> Like, she's not going to know who you are and like I'm not trying to be politically incorrect but she's going to be a little freaked out by you <laughs> I, you may have heard this before but you're a little off putting and oh, probably yeah. not the most comforting to children their plan of like let's throw a rope through it'll come out like this hole where everything else is coming through and just go right in and get the kid is like I feel like a plan children would have come up with <laughs> Well, it works. For Not that the, I would have come up with a better plan. That is probably the same plan I would have come yeah. up with. But. From a retrieving Carol Ann aspect, it does work. Yes. From a cleansing the house aspect, clearly that is... She was very confident in that, the fact confident. that she had cleared the, cleaned the house. I love that Like the uh, Randy, maybe, was like pumped when the ball came through, and he was like, it's my handwriting. It's like, oh, okay. Because if like, a different ball you came through. You know, the through. devil's on the other side with like trying to scratch out what they threw through a tennis ball. Oh, shit. What did you say? Don't go. Not, the other thing, too, is that everything comes on the other side so disgusting. I was like, how yeah. can you even read that? And why is nobody concerned? Like, just so you know, you're going to be gross when you come back. And they're like, no, this is fine. It came through. He's like, well, he said it came through. He's like, 
Did he say if it was gross? He's like, he didn't mention it. It must be fine. <laughs> what is it covered? Like, at first I thought it was covered Ectoplasm, in blood. Ectoplasm. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's like pink, though. At first I thought it was like yeah. covered in blood, and I was like, you're not going to warn them about this? It's definitely covered in something toxic. Don't worry yeah. about it. Tennis balls, all right. It's it's pinkish to allow you to think it's like viscera, right? Yeah. So I also noticed that around this time... I but, but to still have a PG rating. <laughs> yes. Is uh, around when I'm like... The dad hasn't told anyone else that this place is definitely built on a cemetery, I don't think, at this point. Oh, no. Well, I think that's one of those things that in a sh- in in a vacuum, you can be like, well, he doesn't want a- his family to worry, and they said they moved the bodies. Um, but in this situation, you bring it up. Mm. Right. When yeah. it's being explained to you, well, hauntings are about locations, poltergeists are about people. He's like, well, clearly they're interested in my daughter, but also this location. It's well, not great. He, like when they were talking about it, he didn't seem concerned because they were like, well, we moved it five minutes down the road. He's like, they wouldn't be bothered by five minutes down the road. <laughs> yeah. So I think right. he's just yeah, being, true. I think he's like, just oh, being dumb. Like, no, yeah. no, no, no. That I, couldn't be related to the angry ghosts I have I in my house. I think he's just being dumb. <laughs> yeah. Right? Mm. Also, yeah. a, a little backtracking, but I really like when his boss shows up at his house and the piano is like moving across the so floor. And he's just like, over here. let's go. And I, the light bulbs like turn on and stuff. I do not understand the decision to not tell the boss what was going on in the house. I don't, like, especially when you had so much just easily provable evidence. Like, hey, listen, I'm, I just I need another week. Can you just look at this room real quick? <laughs> I think it's one of those things where they consider themselves normal people. And they don't want any attention. And it was a lot for them to even go to the parapsychology people. Okay. Is what I'm assuming. I mean, this is, again, this is... Oh, this, this is, is the is, 80s. Yeah, this is the 80s. We don't talk about it, right? right. This is... Right. It's like we're, we're normal. We're good Americans. You know, we read our Reagan books and we go to bed. And, you know? The, the boss would be like, wait, wait, wait. Parapsychologist? You're fired. I can't have crazy people <laughs> working here. <laughs> Yeah, you can tell it's not it's not completely this like reticent dad archetype thing, but there is like he's a little more reticent to engage with the paranormal stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we just don't want to be this kind of person, and and you can tell the, like the relief that the woman parapsychologist gives to the mom when she's just like we're not crazy, but please don't tell anyone about this. Please don't put us on TV. We just want our daughter back. She's like, no, this is happening. I'm telling you that this is a thing that's happening. She's like, okay, good. Yeah, I guess the thing too is like, even if you shared the footage, just nobody would believe it regardless. Right, yeah, like yeah. they're going to call it a fake no matter what. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't know if we'd be able to find this information, but what was the the light bulb budget on this film? <laughs> That's been really high, right? <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of strobes. A lot Everything of was like bright lights everywhere, and like <laughs> <laughs> scariest movie ever for epileptics. <laughs> I was thinking that I was like, oh god, it's up there. Um, oh. So at this point, uh, Tangina says, "This house is clean." And she like poses really proud of I'm herself. I'm always like, why did she think it was? Yeah, because there's not really like a moment of cleansing. No. It's just no. they get the daughter back, but you know. You just stole this little girl no, from no, the no. angry person. It, like the stuff stops happening in the house, at they, least temporarily. She, they kind of, no, they talk about it. They She says something about that. Like the, the poltergeist is stopping all the other spirits from, oh, yeah, from right. crossing. She tells them to cross over. And she, it's her telling them to cross over. And she says none of them can cross over beca- while Carol Ann's there because she's like a bright light and they all go to her instead oh, of right. to, to the main light, like the actual light. And then that was the big thing with, her like 
she they try to lure them all to the light and that i think that is like the closet is the like especially when the big one comes through the closet it's them all getting to the light and caroline getting out on the other side mm. yeah. so i think that's why she thinks that okay okay sure <laughs> so something just occurred to me because i don't know if anyone else is wondering this but i was kind of curious like why was it this specific family and then i just remembered that they were the first house built in that development so that was probably why. Yeah, they've been there probably the longest, right? They're phase one, he says. He, yeah, no, and I think he specifically mentions, like, I bought the first house okay. in phase yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, probably. It could have something to do with Carol Ann, too. Yeah, her, her she, life force is yeah, so strong. Yeah, she oh. says it's her being full of life, you know what I mean? It's, I'm assuming it's because she's, like, a little girl and, like... Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, but the movie's not actually over at this point. I can't remember, even though I just watched it last night, if I was like, this is the end of this. I didn't think it was, though. So it got to the part where they're loading boxes and Craig T. Nelson like almost trips on the bicycle and he's out in front of the house. I thought that could be the end. Once yeah. it kept going, I was like, oh, this point. Yeah, and then, and then I remembered, oh, this movie has a false finish, right? And, I was, and then I'm just like on edge, like, ooh, when's it going to turn back? And um, they do a good job of just like, okay, so the movie's over, right? And it's like, nope, okay. And now it's nighttime and they're getting into bed again. It's like, why are we still here? What are we doing? And like the kid's still freaked out by the clown and like, okay, why is this still playing? Like it's a horror movie and oh, we're not done yet. <laughs> yeah, the For fact that the clown is still fucking there, he didn't get fucking packed. <laughs> I think they planned on leaving him. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> hey, that's why he didn't get packed. How would they ever be able to sell the house? Um... I did notice too, I think, and I don't know when it starts, around the time the mom gets in the bathtub or stuff, something, there's no more sound. And I was like, well, this is just horrible and like yep. totally unenjoyable. <laughs> My thing was uh, Family Guy did a whole episode on this and I knew that there was going to be a part with a skeleton in the pool and I hadn't seen that yet. So I, I knew it couldn't have been the end at that point. Yeah, and you know, there's so much, they're talking about there being a cemetery, there's so much emphasis on the digging yes yeah mm -hmm. there's so there's so much digging between ebuzz like trying to dig up tweety and then you see that paired with the actual construction equipment digging up the pool and yeah you know that stuff's coming and yeah it's it 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 pops off again the kid knows that that clown <laughs> he's moving around the room he's he goes looking for him checks under the bed checks the other side he comes back up and you see it like in sort of soft focus behind him and it's got a crazy face on now Gets him in a headlock. Second scariest I part of the movie. Yeah. Love the fact that he's just like, I'm gonna have to fucking fight this clown. I'm fucking killing this clown right now. Yeah, we get like an extended scene of him murdering this clown. <laughs> this clown stands no chance against Robbie. Yeah. I like hell yeah, yeah. I like he immediately goes into like, okay, it's me versus the clown mode. <laughs> Not like help me get me out of here, but just like this is mono we've been, This is what we've been like. I've been waiting for this moment. I've known this is coming. <laughs> yes, yes. I've known this is coming for a while. I've yeah. thought about what I'm going to do. I'm pulling the stuff right out of this guy. Yeah, I've, I've thought about every angle. As a, as an extremely scared child, I can relate. It's like, well, I've known that monsters were going to come and try and kill me, so I have some contingencies in mind. <laughs> I mean, as the viewer, it was just very cathartic that uh, we got to see the clown not exist anymore because that doesn't normally happen in the movies. Like the the clown doll is just part of the scenery. Nobody like yeah. tears it to pieces, <laughs> rips to shreds. Yeah, yeah, and you can tell the clown was not expecting him to have like that much, uh, really, um, just 
that much gusto into yeah. his defense. <laughs> Although, to be fair, it is a little weird that we're scared of like stuffed clown dolls in general. They're not really made out of a strong <laughs> fabric. Well, this one was. Wraps his arm right around his neck. and oh, <laughs> Awful. But uh, yeah, so this, this scene's going on and while that's happening, they start getting sucked into the closet again. <laughs> the fucking closet. Uh, Tape that shit shut. <laughs> and while that's happening, with, with all like the ooze and tentacles coming around the side of the door, while that's happening, the mom is being assaulted in bed and then on the ceiling and then on the walls. Yeah. I really like that. <laughs> yeah. Not so much the weird assault part, um, but her like rolling around on the the ceiling. Yeah, I, I, I would have to guess same mechanism as... Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, That's what I was expensive. I was thinking. It, it has to be. At first, I was like, "Oh, the room's just tilted on its side." But then you she see goes all the way over. You see her to go the the full loop, and I'm like, "Oh, the room's got to be yeah. spinning or something." Yeah, the fact that it's like a line that she makes up one wall, across the ceiling, and down the other wall. And you're like, "Oh, because that's the axis that we're turning." Yeah. Yes. It is funny because it's those are two scenes back to back that were both parodied in scary movie, and I never picked up on. Them oh, before. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, at this point we're all like, Ooh, what's up with, uh, no, I was going to make fun of Kyle for his nightmare on Elm street take again. But in the moment said, you know what? That's going to be way too long a walk. We're not going to go there. At this point, I'm just wondering how did the ghosts get their ghost powers? (laughs) Like, I mean, how can they suck people into the closet? They don't explain. But how did the poltergeist get so poultry? (laughs) How does he, so he has the ability, you're just going to tell me he has the ability to suck people in the closets. Like, but you're not going to explain where he got that. We don't have like a flashback explaining why the poltergeist is mad. That would be nice. We could have this flashback where it shows him getting mad. Um, he like rubs a lamp. He wishes for the ability to like suck people in the closets. He has so a we- horrible backstory about being tortured in the closet. Yes, and then it would all make sense to me. I just don't understand how he got his powers after that, though. <laughs> anyway. anyway. Uh, yeah, so then the mom fights her way over to the room. There's like a scary-ish, like, Bloodborne-looking ghost that pops out of the floor and is like, nah and she gets thrown down the stairs. I, the, uh, the stairs, again, I was like, this is why you don't make stairs like this. Mm. <laughs> no. You got the closet door just getting grosser and grosser. Yeah, but she makes it back up, and, and I guess it's wire work and fans, but it really does look like those people are getting sucked into the closet. Yeah. Uh, the, the scene of that, that, them, like, getting pulled in the closet looks awesome. I also like so when good. the hallway, like, elongates, mm. and she has yeah. to, like, yeah. run down the really long hallway. Also a very famous shot, and this yeah. coming seven years after Spielberg does the dolly zoom in Jaws, mm. this was, I think, a similar... Uh, I, I'm not a filmmaker. I've never, I've never even s- s- held a camera of any kind. Uh, but my understanding is that's the similar process of, you know, you're zooming out while you're moving the camera in, or you're moving the camera back while you're zooming in. And so it's not like a, tr- and you can make any hallway do that. And it's a cool thing to do while the person's running down the hallway. It was, that was really cool. <laughs> But yeah, I loved when the kids are getting sucked into the closet again because it does really look like they're getting sucked it into really the closet. It really looks like. And it again, looks really good. Especially like both times Carol Ann gets sucked in, whatever, if it's a dummy, if it's a, a small stunt actor, I don't know. Um, if it's just straight up Heather O'Rourke doing it, I don't know. But like, yeah, that girl looks like she's getting sucked into the into the air. Yeah. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool effect. It's Because that, that holds up now. 
You know what yeah. I mean? So I can only imagine like you go to see this movie what forty years yeah. ago. Mm. Oh, and oh. we and we're forgetting. Oh, no, that's... don't say that. <laughs> it is forty years ago, but jeez, eighties yeah. yeah. was forty years ago. Yeah. Um, we're we're forgetting that in between the bedroom and the kids' room is when she gets outside into the pool, right? Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah, she falls. She's a determined mom. I was exhausted just watching that whole sequence <laughs> with her. So <laughs> I think it's, you get to a certain point where you're just like, fuck this poltergeist. You're no. not taking my kids. <laughs> Once she lands in the pool and the body, the, like the skeletons pop up, that's when I was like, they didn't move the bodies, huh? <laughs> like uh, That's when I realized I was like, Oh my god, they didn't move the fucking bodies. They only moved the dead stone. See, that was like yeah. the one thing I remembered about this movie was that it was a cemetery that they didn't move the bodies and that they were like in the pool like when they were digging. And I was like, oh. So I, I knew that that scene was coming the whole time. This has raised a lot of questions for me, for me immediately. This has raised a lot of questions. So you have seen this scene or is this it potentially the same scene? It's probably the same <laughs> scene. <laughs> okay. It was just the knowledge. I had the knowledge of like, yeah, you know. this is coming. This yeah. is happening. I didn't yeah. mean to cut you off, but oh, yeah. I yeah. My own questions raised. Yeah, my questions are: How did you think you could get away with not moving these bodies? Where you were like, nobody's ever going to put in a pool. Nobody's going to dig a basement. You know what I mean? No one's going to dig a, a deep hole in their yard ever. How didn't they notice when they dug the foundations? I was going to say the foundation. <laughs> well, the they streets, dug the foundation. Water That's mains, gas lines, like. And sewage. where did that boss even get his powers? <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I was like this, like. There's going to be so many bodies in this pool. <laughs> yeah, and there was. There was a lot. There's just the whole development was just filled with bodies. Like somebody would have yeah. noticed a body by now. One of the dogs would have just dug one up. It's funny, though, because when me and Ray, whenever we watch like HGTV, like home shows, model ones and whatever, we always think about how funny it would be because they always run into a problem. They're like, these are your options. And this is how it affects the timeline. We're like, yeah, we found a body in the backyard. We call the police. It's gonna add eight weeks to our timeline. They're gonna shut everything down, or I can put it in one of these contractor bags for uh, two bucks and throw <laughs> throw in the trash. Here's what we do. It's real respectful. Like we build it right back into the wall and we hang a cross right here. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I Definitely think. your cheapest option. I think immediately with the pool, like oh we. Dug up some bones, but, uh, you know. I really want this pool in time for for, for summer vacation. <laughs> Here's the thing. The bones could be from anything as long as we just get rid of these skulls. said, <laughs> <laughs> Very respectfully, of course. Great, great idea for like a found footage horror movie that it's an episode of someone like, of a, some tea, uh, house renovation show, but they, you know, uh, disturb some ancient evil. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, yeah. so we've I'd disturbed some ancient evil. First thing we need to find out, how did it get its powers? <laughs> Only way that you can do it so it has all the production and effect is you're just like, oh, it's our, you know, it's our 10th anniversary, so it's going to be a live episode. So that's how you have all like the Chirons built in and mm. and like the, you know, the cuts to commercial and stuff. Oh, I'm glad we said this on the podcast because now it's our copyright. I yes. just I have like a really funny mental image of like the HGTV and then like the banner comes up and it's like 1800s haunted skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> and he just mumbles and the caption says brains. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so at, at this point I realized you know they didn't move the bodies, but when the dad 
like shows up and then the boss is there and he's like yelling at him. He's like, you didn't move the bodies. <laughs> I you just moved the headstones. I love you that. son of a bitch. Why? Yeah, you son of a bitch. Why? <laughs> and like, yeah, I don't know like, why. Because <laughs> it's not like that crazy of a reveal, but it's like enough where I was like, oh, I really like it. I really like that. That's their, their little like reveal is that the, they only move the headstones. Yeah. Mm. I like that too. I don't, and I know horror movies don't have to have that, but I was like, I wonder what the moral is here. Like, just don't skimp construction costs. Or like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely because he was being cheap, right? Yeah, you know, no, for sure. Like, I, I don't know. I don't really feel like that strongly about never moving a cemetery or anything like that. So, it's, and like that didn't seem to be the point either. It seemed to be like move the whole cemetery. <laughs> like, do we need this message at some point? <laughs> Cemetery. This was a big issue in the eighties. <laughs> if, if, if you're going to move a cemetery, move the whole thing, man. And yeah, and so yeah, he's yelling at them. They get the kids out of there. Everyone's in the house. I, lo- I love when the daughter comes back and she's just like, "What is happening?" And, they're like, get in the car. and she just has to stand there and scream for a while. And it's like, "Well, that's very real. I think I would." I wouldn't be able to process. Oh, we got to get awake. I'm getting in the car. I'd just be like, "What is happening?" Yeah, there. That that's all happening. All the neighbors are coming out, and if you're watching, there's still like caskets popping through the ground and more skeletons coming out. And at some point, there's just a stream of fire shooting yes. through the ground. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably one of the gas lines. <laughs> a, a casket probably went through it. They're, they when they were burying the gas line, like, well, there's a casket here, but we can we can go right over it. No, everyone's cutting costs. So they go to put in the gas line and like, this only needs to be like two feet down, right? (laughs) (laughs) They're never going to find any bodies. Oh, man. One thing that surprised me, and I think you had mentioned it too, but it was kind of nice, is that no no one dies. That was my favorite part of this movie because I feel like as soon as I saw that dog, I was like, man, they always kill the dog first. I'm like, the dog's going to die immediately. Yeah. And the dog never died. And I was like, this is awesome. Not one person died. And I feel like that's that never happens in horror movies. Dog's never. just doing cute shit with the ghosts. Like, yeah. Standing up on his legs and stuff. Yeah. When Renly was a baby, she used to like stare at walls and laugh. And that was <laughs> yeah. Like, there was like a corner of the ceiling. She used to like look in it all the time and then like smile and laugh at it and stuff. Don't and it was like just that. like, a, there was nothing in it. It was... I gotta say, uh, ceiling-based horror. I don't like. <laughs> Not a fan. No, a big fan of stair-based horror. Mm, yes, that was a good staircase. Good stair movie. <laughs> this is a great stair movie. <laughs> a great stair movie. We the left it. We terrible. left it off of our uh, whatever episode we made a best <laughs> stairs movie list on. But this is a great stair. Was movie. that The Shining? Because The Shining had great stairs. It, too. Great it, stairs. I think it was. Probably the, I think no, it was. It was um, Parasite. Oh, I Parasite. Oh, I don't know. But The Shining was on the, the list. list. Shining was on yeah. the list. Shining is a great stair movie. Parasite Titanic was on there. Yep. Oh. But this is a good stairs movie. Yeah. I died when <laughs> that motel room door opened back up <laughs> and he positions the TV Fuck this TV. <laughs> this too is one of those movies where like I'm very sad we didn't get like a like an afterword because I really want to know what happened in that neighborhood. Like now everyone has seen this shit and a house just disappeared. Like even like seeing a newspaper article that like had a headline or something. Uh, immediate thought as the credits were rolling was like, man, he is going to be in for a long and confusing call with his homeowner's insurance tomorrow. <laughs> no, you don't understand. It's gone. It's gone, and there's dead bodies 
everywhere. Like it's burnt to the ground? No. I would uh, theft. Someone <laughs> stole my house. <laughs> it's cool. That's um obviously. I mean, I'm sure it's a little dated, but I had a great time with that particular moment, and that must have been another one that really got to people back in the day because that house does crumple up like a little paper ball. Yep. And uh, that's I don't a cool. Quite understand moment. why. It gets it's, it's done. Oh, the the sucking just kept happening and it sucked in on itself. Must have been. That's what I assumed. I don't know. That whole that I was watching punched. it. I'm like that. The poltergeist was just like, well, fine. I'm taking your house. <laughs> Love it. I just don't think his insurance is going to cover it. Like this is probably like act of God, right? Yeah. <laughs> act of Satan. We we don't cover this. Yeah. There's no one that's covered. Listen, I have. A, a, a somewhat off-putting woman who can attest to the fact that this is not an act of God. <laughs> Your best bet in that situation is just to call them up and be like, my house is gone, send out an inspector. And they'll be like, what happened? You'll be like, I don't know. I was in this <laughs> hotel. <laughs> yeah. I was in this I, I hotel. I was going to say, that was my immediate thought. I was like, you cannot tell them anything. Just tell them that you, you, it's a total loss. <laughs> send out an inspector. I think I would just say someone must have stolen it. It's like, <laughs> came you, home and it's you're gone. the insurance investigator. You invest let me know what happens. <laughs> yeah. I don't even promise t- you I had nothing to do with it. Don't tell it was stolen. There's no way the theft of your house is covered. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> they definitely don't cover that. Yeah. Like we have uh robbery up to like five thousand dollars covered, but that's <laughs> oh you know what? They would just definitely go with gas leak, especially with those other flames. They'd be like, Oh, there must have been a gas leak, and it just blew it to absolute pieces. Like just not oh, yeah. with, with the oh, yeah, I love that shot when they're driving away and there's just like the torrents of fire going <laughs> off around the neighborhood. Yes, but there's not even a piece of the house <laughs> left. There's, there's no evidence of an explosion. Well, that's their problem. <laughs> yeah, right. As the homeowner, you gotta pick that not your problem. Yes. <laughs> Man, I'm disappointed that that neighbor didn't come in and help her. I really thought he was going that to. That was fucked up. That was yeah. really fucked up. Especially and the wife sucks. was like, don't go in that house. It's like, I would get like, if it was just your uh, just your adult neighbor. Like, it's one thing to be like, you can let the adult handle themselves. But there was children screaming in the house. Like, you could yeah. hear the children screaming. And they specifically, it's like, you can't just leave the children. What's wrong with you, man? Well, he, he didn't want to go in the front door and he couldn't climb the tree anymore since he got sucked into space. <laughs> This is true. <laughs> All right. Um, we yeah, we're, we're we got a lot of talk about this episode. That's a good thing though. Mm. Uh, any any final thoughts before we go into ratings? Mm. Or I mean, you can also present your final thoughts during ratings. But I mean, any other like we should pay attention to this topic or something. You guys know what I mean. You've done this bunch. Of yeah. Things. I I mean, my one criticism is I really don't think I liked the way they did the false reveal. Because after everything that happened the night before and with all those children, like, you should not have been anywhere near that house. You already all should have been at the hotel. You should not have been taking a relaxing tub and telling your kids to answer the phone. Like, I don't know. I get they thought they were safe. I just didn't think that was a realistic. This is the lady who, when she saw there were ghosts, were like, let's see if I can get him to pull my kid across the floor. Yeah, I think there's a lot of stupidity going on. It did sound like they were planning on spending the night at the hotel because the father was just like, let them fall asleep. And then like, once I get there, we'll bring them to the hotel. Yeah. Well, that, and I, when he said he was going to be back soon, I assumed he meant before the sun went down. You know, like I would not have been staying yeah. there when it was. Well, he's yeah. he's quitting his job in one day, I guess, and that takes it's, some time. It's that meme of um the stock photo of the like people laughing and moving, and it says like white families moving into a haunted house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Right. Fair, and uh, it's pretty minor. It just it was a little like, eh. 
I don't know. He could have done it better. I think. Yeah, I think okay. it, it put it put it over the edge. Like when she was like getting in the bathtub, I'm like, this is a little too comfortable. It's Just a little too much, you know? Right. She was very comfy. I think it was that was probably his like. <laughs> He's sitting it, on my suitcase in front of the door. I, I like, guess on if the you, stoop. Yeah, exactly. Right. I guess if you you're not expecting a false like ending or whatever, it must have been way more convincing that they were a hundred percent acting like everything was normal. Maybe that's the. So I'll be honest. I have no criticisms of this movie really. Hmm. But I did not particularly like it. Okay. <laughs> and I don't know why. I don't really like horror in general, though. I, I don't know. It just didn't do it for me, to be totally honest. And I don't, like I said, I, I can't give you, like, I, this, I didn't, this didn't sit well okay. with me or this didn't. Because it, it was all pretty good. It was just, like, I don't know. So I liked the storytelling in this movie. But I didn't like the actual horror plot, I think. Hmm. Like, I feel like there was a lot that wasn't very satisfying. Mm. Um, and I can't quite tell you why. Not, not to be too much, I don't know how he got his powers, but I think they could have done a little bit with like why this specific poltergeist was angry. Like they could have been like he was murdered and buried in an armor. I, I don't know. Like there could have been a, a little bit more there maybe. I think it didn't feel as horror because again, like there was a lot of moments where I was laughing through the movie because it was a good, it was a good like storytelling kind of thing. Yes. But, like as far as like it being scary, like nobody died, you know. Um, they were very like casual about all the stuff that was happening in the house. Like no one was like ever like super terrified. I never felt like super afraid for them. I think maybe it's because they didn't pick a lane, and maybe that's where you see the Spielberg versus Toby, like yeah. I mean, I didn't think it was particularly scary, but I just assumed it's because it's a bit older. Mm. Um, yeah, but some older horror movies like really pull it off still and are still really scary. Yeah. Mm. I don't watch a lot of horror. So. Well, I mean, you think of like The Shining or like... Mm. Well, The Shining's another one that doesn't really scare me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think that one's pretty scary. Maybe, uh, maybe that one, that just one scared, nerd scared me a, a decent amount. I mean, it wasn't the scariest thing. Like, I didn't have like nightmares or anything, but like it, it was decently scary. Uh, what'd you think of The Thing? It came out... Around this time in 1982. Oh, hmm. Yeah. I don't think it really scared me. No, it was scarier, for right, sure. Right, I think it was yeah, scarier. scarier. Like, I feel like this one wasn't yeah. as wasn't as scary. Maybe it's, the thing scared me a bit, actually. I haven't seen yeah. it. That one did scare me a little. Yeah, and this is a couple years after see, The Shining. See, when, when Ben said that this could have been a sci-fi, like, I can see how it, like, if you twist the knob a little bit, it could go in that direction rather than a horror, you know? I never said that. What you, did, you said you? it could like it could have been made as a sci-fi like yeah like, like, Steven... like literally a sci-fi movie was pitched and Toby Hooper yes. said I don't want to make that yes but yes. I can see so I'm that. gonna make this movie instead and they went, as in oh, okay. like it could in it, in another timeline it could have it been. wasn't this wasn't the plot though it was a whole no. different thing oh something yes. totally different I'm pretty sure how I thought that, it was, I assumed it was totally how, different oh okay. how does that work you like just pitch one movie it gets approved and they're like but we're just gonna change it entirely there must be some trrappings of it that they kept i'm not really sure well that's what i feel I like it. i can I don't see know like where how he could. is at this point but i think if you're steven if like you're he's making it's e. steven spielberg <laughs> then yeah you can do whatever you want really yeah well the sci-fi one was his idea he wanted to make a horror version of close encounters of the third kind yeah, but and he tapped toby hooper to direct it because he liked Texas chainsaw massacre i guess <laughs> also i haven't seen that so it's totally possible that it was like a sci-fi version of this movie. So I shouldn't say it's not. I literally don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying I never said that it was. Mm. Well, I wish they'd like publish that kind of stuff. Like I'd love to like just scroll through like the original scripts of a lot of things. I think he eventually did try it again, but I'm not sure. 
Hmm. Uh, always, I want to say late eighties, something like that. I don't know. Hmm. Um, I, I like this movie a lot. I like that the people in it, again, it reminded me a lot of jaws in a couple of ways. Um, because it's just it's just some guys, you know. I did like that a lot. Yeah, it was just it's family. just some people, and like these are people that are like, yeah, those are definitely they're not like that heightened. It's just like these are some people. Mm. Et they too, they're just great with their neighbors. <laughs> yeah, it they did seem to like. I thought they had a more antagonistic relationship, but it did just seem like they were just busting each other's balls. Yeah. They don't have a good relationship anymore because they're gonna remember you didn't you oh, didn't yeah. save my screaming children. Well, have fun in the neighborhood, people. I don't know if everything's done now that they left, but we're gonna have to replace some gas lines. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, let's get into ratings then. I'll post on our Letterboxd, which is late to the movies. That's the number two. You can search that. That's our username on Letterboxd. I post every. Review that we do for every movie when the episode comes out. I'm a few weeks behind because I just haven't done it yet. (laughs) (laughs) By the time this comes out, maybe I'll be up to date. If you're listening to this, check and at least then we'll get some traffic. I don't. It's not our traffic though. It's Letterboxd. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) Just ask them for some like a percentage. Yeah. And so uh, every time we do this thing, we do it on scales of five on a scale of our choosing, and you can go by halves. Does anyone have a good scale and rating ready to go? I think I'm ready. Okay. I'm going to give it um, four countertop steaks out of five. Oh. <laughs> that was mine. You leave it there at ages. Eventually. I'm going to give it three and a half leaky beers out of five. You gave it four? Four. You just said you didn't like it. I said it just didn't do it for me. I didn't think it was a bad movie, though. Okay. I thought it was a good movie. Hmm. Yeah, sorry. Four just, seems high is all. That's fine. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm just clarifying. That's all. Sorry. Oh no no. I I, I gave it three and a half um, leaky beers out of five. Cool. Uh, I'm gonna go five um, murder clown dolls out of five. <laughs> hmm. I need a new scale. If I didn't go with murder clown dolls, I would have gone with murder trees. <laughs> Hungry murder trees. <laughs> Flying trees. I really like that the tree just fucking gets sucked out. I'm going to give it 3.5 conflicting remotes. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Nice. I was thinking something about remotes or TV channels. Mm. Yeah. Mr. Rogers or football. What do you want? Who Pick, is this guy? Choose your fighter. <laughs> yeah, that was really like, you don't know who Mr. Like, I know who Mr. Rogers is. <laughs> This is pre-internet. They hadn't seen all his viral videos yet. Uh, fair. Yeah, I mean, Robbie knows what who Mr. Rogers is, and he's a regular football dad. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I just mean, like, he's not even, like, that popular currently, but in the 80s, he must have been, like, or maybe he wasn't that famous yet? I, I just figured he was, clips. like, always a household name, you know? Like, he seemed like he was, like, the guy. I mean, I could yeah. name a bunch of children's programs that are current right now, Robbie, and I bet you wouldn't know any of them. I don't have kids. <laughs> yeah, he he's a five-year-old. <laughs> yeah, Louis but he's an 80s right? dad. He doesn't really have kids. So it would be, like, the 2022 version would be like, we're trying to watch esports and you keep changing it to Bluey or yes. something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Who is this guy? <laughs> well, it's a girl and she's a 
dingo or something. <laughs> She's an Australian cattle dog, man. Yeah, a dingo. Yeah, fifty percent, kind of. Anyway, it's the same thing. All right. Well, that about does it for our episode on Poltergeist. Yeah, and check us out on Stitcher, Spotify, Podbeans, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. We're everywhere, man. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at late to the movies underscore podcast. Uh, email us at late to the movies at gmail.com. You can also go on our T Public page, late to the movies. Search that on T Public. You'll find it. That's about it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being on the podcast, y'all. Yeah. yeah. Spook you later. They're not here See anymore. Because it's is over. Clean. This house is this clean. This podcast is clean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now, so now that we've done the false finish, what else do you guys want to talk about? <laughs>